Hey, no block, no rock listeners. Before you hit that fast forward button, I just want to talk to you really quick. My name is Mike Anderson, the owner and founder of MXA Construction Group. I have 15 years of experience in the industry, and I want to help you fix that eyesore from indoor to outdoor, from floor to ceiling. Whatever your needs might be, we can help you turn your dreams into reality. Reach out to us via Facebook at MXA Construction Group or at MXAConstructionGroup.com. Mention code NBNR to receive discounted pricing. This holiday season, make your home shine with Richie Holiday Lights. From enchanting residential displays to jaw-dropping commercial lighting, we've got you covered. And here's the best part. For a limited time, enjoy 25% off on all our custom Christmas lights by mentioning no block, no rock. Transform your home into a winter wonderland with Richie Holiday Lights. We handle everything from design to installation, so you can sit back and enjoy the magic of the season. Don't wait. The holidays are just around the corner. Book your Richie Holiday Lights experience today. Richie Holiday Lights, lighting up your holidays one bulb at a time. Is your garage a mess? Don't stress. With cold weather right around the corner, don't let the excuse of an overcrowded garage keep you from parking in the garage this winter. Nebraska Garage Solutions offers affordable storage solutions that fit your storage needs. The owner, Rob, will work with every customer to ensure that we are meeting your expectations from start to finish. Nebraska Garage Solutions specializes in metal overhead storage, complete slat wall systems, custom build wood storage, and affordable badass garage cabinets to guarantee to make your neighbors jealous. Get your garage ready for the next Husker game and mention the code NOBLOCKNORock to receive $25 off one 4x8 overhead metal storage rack. These industrial racks are adjustable from 24 to 48 inches and can hold up to 600 pounds. They provide an affordable storage solution that can get that clutter off the garage floor. Reach out to Rob today for a free consultation or shoot him a text at 402-987-8180 or check out their website, NebraskaGarageSolutions.com. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? You get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> got it, Muhammad. GBR. Go big red indeed. No block, no rock. Season four, episode 15. Coming at you. Live from the Nebraska Brewing Company tap room. Livisa, Nebraska, 68128. Fellas, before we dive too deep into this past Husker loss, let's talk about the things that we are drinking. I reverted back to my old pickly ways. Drink. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. We've heard it but, back. Yeah. What do you mean? You, well, you never went like away. Four weeks straight. Five weeks straight. Maybe that's true. Pickle fight. That's my. That's my ride or die, baby. You're Pickle a re- fight. A regular Connor. You know that. Well, just get yours out of the way. What do you drink? I'm drinking Pilsner. You already know I am. It's yeah. You knew it. Kyle, fellas. What are you drinking over there? Hold Sorry, on. we're trying to figure out some technical oh, difficulties crap, over here. No, we're good. Then. We're good. You, you guys no, see we're us. Fine. These guys. KB, are, what you got? What you got? All right, it's we're all right. Good. I'm we're drinking good. the good game, the light beer. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I started CrossFit, so I got to watch my. You uh, look good. My, thank you. My alcohol intake, and this is a good choice. Mike, what are you drinking? I am drinking the Talcavesa. <laughs> <laughs> How's it tasting, Mike? It's actually really good. 
So I haven't had that in a really long time. And what? Kyle, how do you rank his taco besa there? Like scale one to 10, how are you ranking that? Oh. Oh, hold on. Whoops. I think you got good. Did you get good news or bad news? Oh, no, we're good now. Sorry. I just never put it on the right camera. So we're good. Yeah. We're good. There you go. (laughs) We're really struggling the last couple weeks. Top five producers. Yeah. Of the Invenar podcast is Mike. Hey, I don't do video. Mike, Mike's and Mike have, easily have we, number one. Have you ever seen me do video? No, no. Audio. That's fair. Shit gets done when I take care of it. Just saying. Uh, sorry, what was the question? How taco do you vida. scale one to ten? Taco vida. How do you My, how do you vida. rank his taco visa? Oh, it's got to be a, an easy nine. Oh, oh wow, wow. Nine. Nine. good. Easy nine. All right. Wow, we Shoot. love that. We love that for me. So you guys are listening out there, you gals listening, come to the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room. They will give you a taco visa. They'll give you a pickle fight. They'll give you a pilsner or a good game if you're doing CrossFit. Like this crazy mug across from me is Connor Cavillac, help me. World class. In every class. All right. Now this guy right here, he's he's sharing our video. But this this king. Just keeps on making queens. Yeah. <laughs> Mike. Daddy Mike. Yes. Times two. Double daddy. Double daddy Mike. Yes. Just had a child. I did. I, and, had, uh, I did have a child two days ago. So, two days ago and he's here. And I'm here in the brewery. <laughs> is it is it bad, Mike, that I'm like, okay, so you're in the emergency room about to deliver. Not you, but your wife. Well, it could have been him as well. It's honestly, it's kind of like, you know, like you've ever seen those USA commercials where it's like the the spouse is like, and when your husband serves, you serve too. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how you feel in the hospital. It's like, my my wife's doing all of it and I serve too. Yeah. I like, we got done and I was like, gosh, my back kind of hurts. Meanwhile, my my wife's in, you know, recovery from delivering our our, our child. Like I was saying, is it, is it bad that I thought in my head, I'm like, okay, we got this baby coming. We hopefully, yeah, we have this baby coming. Apparently, <laughs> Ho- hopefully, it's a thing, all right. Hopefully, it's a miracle baby, because it was the day of the Nebraska Wisconsin game. Well, it was the Friday before. Yeah. Yes, but same thing. Where it's like it was the weekend of. Yeah. Like, is this going to be? A, could this be a miracle baby, please? And then at, but, at but, the beginning uh, of the game, but uh, I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Mike, get in if you want to tell the people. Some information about your your new child. I don't know how much you want to reveal. But I mean, it it's just kind of a the weird name thing. or yeah. her name is Ellie. That's right. All right, yes, we we named had, after Eli Manning. No, not a you have fucking and Eli. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Thank you for that. No, wow, we just really like the name, so we just we went with it. We it's a good name. Yeah, it's a cute name. Big she's, L. She's beautiful, and baby and mom are doing good. So, well, congratulations. Did you get Thank to you. play any Call of Duty? While you were hanging out, no, they didn't let, they didn't yes, let me bring didn't. my Xbox into the into the old hospital. <laughs> I did. I That's did. the only reason why he didn't play because <laughs> they wouldn't allow it. I tried. Yeah. No, they would not let me bring my Xbox in the hospital. But I said it was fine. We everything went smooth, and we got out of there quick. Like she had the baby Friday evening, and we were out of the hospital by Sunday morning. And I made it home to watch Sunday fo- football, so it was great. Like, <laughs> did you and, make it for the noon slate? Yeah, oh, I made it home wow. before the noon slate, and Saturday night, my wife she was like, "Hey." you're not watching this Husker game in this, this hospital room because there are other people here. Yeah. So she gave me the opportunity to leave and go watch it at the bar. So I honestly like, Oh man, it was just, it just felt like it was just like a thing that happened. We went to the hospital. We had a beautiful girl. I watched the game. I watched, I got home. I watched football and it's a normal Monday for me yeah. guys. Business as usual. Let, less sleep. 
I will say I've had less sleep uh, than I usually do, but I'm still perky <laughs> as usual, so it's fine. Yeah. So you said beautiful girl, so it looks like Sarah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I well all the all of my girls, they look like me on my side of the family, and I only make I make cute kids. So you <laughs> yeah. You know we we always complain about people having weddings on Saturdays. Quit having babies on Saturdays. I didn't have one. I on know. Saturdays. I know. It was Friday, but so, I'm just saying. Let, let, for the listeners, this is how committed I am to <laughs> this podcast and to this football team. Which. Gosh, after Saturday, why? Why do I do this to myself? Right. But her due date was Black Friday. She is due. She was supposed to come this Friday when we play Iowa. And I told the doctor, I said, hey, there's a game that day. Yeah. And we had a, we had a moment. Him and I looked at each other. And he I was gave like, you the nod like. I, so I first said, there's a game that day. And I was like, do you really want her to deliver on Thanksgiving weekend? And come he's on, like, Doc. No. He's like, I got you covered. We'll do it the weekend prior. <laughs> That's my man. That's my Let's man. Go. That's so, good. Shout out Stearns, baby. Uh, another shout out. Just want to mention Nebraska ball 5-0. and oh. oh, yeah. Uh, just got ranked 35. 35th. Yeah. On the Andy Katz Dude, power, power 36. Rankings. Whatever that's They're worth. fun to watch, yeah, though. So, like, as a Nebraska ball season ticket holder, yeah. uh, it's one of those things where it's like you just buy the tickets because they're so damn cheap that it's just entertainment throughout the week. And I still kind of look at it that way. But if there's like good quality basketball on the court, then it makes things a lot better. And Fred Hoiberg, that's like his commitment was like, I hope the fans enjoy watching this team play. And so far it's been good. I mean, I know we haven't played really anybody. Don't care. But in the past, we haven't taken care of those. That's right. So just win the games you're supposed to play. Yeah. And and that's what they've done. So it's good. In like Oregon state, Went up there, dominated, and be, it'd be one thing if they won by a close score, by a one-score game, like whatever. Nah, man, they blew the doors off them. It wasn't even yes. close. Yeah. So taking care of business. What more could you ask for? Five and zero. Oh. Uh, Nebraska volleyball outright Big Ten champs. Twenty-seven and zero. Oh. Hell yeah. yeah. Two games, two two more regular season uh, games to go. There, there is a stat on this that I want to touch on. And shout out to Caleb Henry, friend of the pod. Good guy. Indeed. Um, tweeted out for any doubters for this Nebraska volleyball team, for their non-conference opponents. They've had Utah State, who won the Mountain West, both in, oh, that was just regular season. Lipscomb, who was the ace and runner-up, regular season and the tournament. Was that your name back in high school? Your yes. nickname? Lipscomb? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> SMU, who was the American champs. <laughs> Omaha, uh, summit champs, regular season share. K-State, who beat Texas. Creighton, who won the Big East with a regular season share. Long Beach State, who beat Texas. Stanford, who won the Pac-12. And Kentucky, who will clinch or share the SEC title in their final two matches. So that non-con schedule was no joke. Oh, yeah. And they've taken care of the Big Ten. This team is good. Yeah. They, they are no seniors. Yeah. No seniors. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, fake dude. senior night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, well, they basically just thank the fans. They they took the time that normally would be for parading out the seniors and, you know, whining and dining them a little bit. They just said, hey, you know what? We don't have any of those, so we'll just thank you for being here instead. Yeah. Here How scary is that for the Big Ten? That this team that is currently undefeated is just like, yeah, we don't have any seniors to come out, so yeah. we're just going to do our own thing. Yeah. How we're scary flexing. is that for the rest of the conference? Like, there there's some people out there that are kind of floating the idea of, like, should, should they just lose one more game so they could get the loss out of the way and not have as much pressure going forward? Hell no. no. There has not been an undefeated team 
to win a natty since 09 Penn State, and I would like to have that fixed this year. Here, here's what I like too, and I know this isn't you know we like volleyball. Of course, it's hey. we're a volleyball state, right? Hey. Mike, yeah, Mike's got Mike's, it. Yeah, he's got a Let's volleyball go. sweatshirt yeah. on over there. Got my volleyball sweatshirt. And it's like, you know, people, should they take the loss and just get that over with? And it's like, here's the thing. It's not like they haven't been through a challenging slate. You just went through the non-con, beat Wisconsin, and they were down two sets to nothing at Penn State and came back to win. Yeah. So, this team has has been challenged. I don't think you need to take an L to get the pressure. No, they've experienced the pressure. Yeah. They're gritty. And hey, hey, John say Cook it. Say it. did like our tweet. I tweeted after yeah. the game. I was like, that was just a gritty ass win. Hashtag Huskers, whatever. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the GOAT himself liked our tweet. So Do we still say in the grit, the glory? Is that still something we say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, that's it. For we don't volleyball. need the loss. For volleyball. We need the grit. All right. Speaking of not gritty. Right? All right. Well, hold <laughs> okay. on. Actually, no. There is one more notable, like gritty team. Football. Yeah. Nebraska soccer going on to the Elite Eight. Yeah. yeah. I that's believe good they, stuff. Do they play tomorrow or is that Friday? That's that's you. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But Sorry. it is coming up. They I are, should know, but I don't. They play this week. Um, to move to the Elite Eight. Uh, Elite Eight. They won. They beat UC Irvine four nothing, or four nil if you're European. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not. We are not. Yeah. But yeah, no, Nebraska soccer looking great. So I I joked about on Twitter with uh, Ben Stevens this last week that Nebraska has become an everything but football school. We like winners. Still have a chance. Also wrestling ranked number two in the country for what that's worth. Yep. It's good stuff. Keep it going, guys. Keep it. Every other sport that's not football, just keep winning. Just, I mean. You're due. Listen. Yeah. Just as, you know, I had feared Nebraska becomes the Badger slump buster. If your team sucks, if your team has lost 50 games in a row, just play Nebraska. It's fine. You'll figure it out. Your team, your favorite team, let's just say it's Dingus State. They average mm, 1.5 yards per carry. Play Nebraska. That yards per carry is going to go up. Just getting my frustration out. I will tell you, Here, those Dinga State Chanticleers, they're a pretty solid team. Jeez. Listen, <laughs> if your team sucks, play Nebraska because Nebraska will pucker eventually. And just like as a monologue here, I think it's a combination of a couple things. It's, you know, first of all, Nebraska's not physically talented enough. Number two, Nebraska's not mentally talented enough. That's and, the bigger one. And number three, yes, you're right. But number yeah. three, like no teams ever overlook Nebraska because whether you like it or not, no matter how bad they have been, they are still a brand. They are still relevant. So you got this combination of not very good physically, not very good mentally, and nobody ever overlooks you. So you're never able to not be the slump buster. You're everybody's slump buster. And it's very frustrating. 10 in a row to Wisconsin. 10 in a row. I think what I find most frustrating is, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's only been two games this season where I feel like Nebraska hasn't played to their opponent's level, and that would have been Michigan and Colorado. Every other game, it seems like we have been right there, and we just can't close on those losses. Yeah. Like, we're right there with them. Yeah, but... And we've been saying that for what? Four years? Five years? I wouldn't say that's saying much, though, because it's the Big Ten West. Like, everybody's right there. Before that game, everybody was five and five. You know, like, everybody was scrapping for a bowl game. Everybody had the same conference record. 
except to Iowa, who laughably took care of business again. Again. Without offense. That's all they again. do. That's all they do is find ways to do it. But yeah, I, I would just say, like, I think the West this year, and honestly, just the Big Ten as a whole, minus three teams, they all just are on the same level. They're on the same playing field, and there's those other teams that are just not. They're all ucky. It's Every bad. Big Ten West team is ucky. Even the 9-2 and two team in the conference is ugh. But they still find a way. Mm-hmm. Awful. Every freaking week. Uh, you know, Wisconsin, they talk about culture, who's bought in. You know, <laughs> it's just so freaking predictable, guy. And, you know, I'm not going to say, like, you guys disagreed with me, but I did feel like I was kind of out on an island there. Just like, and that, that's fine because I'm I'm pessimistic to begin with, but it's just like, of course they're going to figure it out. Of course they're going to. Some of the talk was Wisconsin. If you just pounce on them, they want to give up. Just pounce on them. We did. They'll, they'll give up. Yeah. 14 to zero. There's only one way to go from there and it's down and down they went. Yeah. 17 I mean, in a row. To your credit, we did pounce on them and they gave up, but the they was Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, we we pounced and we gave up. Beautiful start. 14 zip. You know, might even argue is too good of a start. Because like I said, the only way to go from there is down. And after that fourth and one that they failed to convert, hate to say it, but it, in my head, I go, that's the moment. Yep, that was that, that everyone's Iowa gonna game moment. Yep. yep. We we're kind of hoping we were over that a little bit, you know. In the month of October, this team played ugly and they wanted to give games away in October. They were just asking other teams to win, but they were the ones that pulled it out. And so you, you say to yourself, Has, have they figured it out? Have they finally figured it out, this program? And the three in a row that they've lost, guys, just against teams that are they're not good. Well, and it's like, it feels like you're watching the same game over and over again. Like, it's like a ride you could never get off. It's, it's just so oh. never ending. It was funny because last, last week we talked about, you know, like the playing to win thing. And we went around the table way too long talking about that. You know, taking the points there, going up, betting on yourself. Mm. This week was the opposite. And then fans are like, oh, why are you doing this, 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 and this? At the end of the day, it's like. Yeah, the t- they never yin and yang. The defense will never yin and yang with the offense. Never complimentary. And the special teams has been horrid. Yes. Oh, I called yeah. him Boo Sheeny before, and I will <laughs> do it again. The guy is the most inconsistent punter I, I think we've ever had in Nebraska. The second like, I saw that eighteen-yard punt, I considered turning the game off. I mean, literally, like Caleb Lightborn esque in in my head, where it's 18 like eighteen yards. But that's, it'd be funny if that was like, oh, you know, it was an accident. He's never done that before. But he's done that before. It's not an anomaly. It's not. And he's like a guy that's done it a long time. He's had all the hype, you know, prepping for the NFL. What NFL, want, what NFL team wants a guy that's punting the ball 18 yards, even if it's once out of every 10 punts? There's no excuse. I don't care. One out of 10 is and far you, too high. You see yeah. the way he kicks, too. Like, am I the only one that notices that he kind of short legs? Yes. Thing? Like, am I, am I just seeing that myself? Like... It doesn't look like he's even like extending his leg to kick. It's just like a, a like a half kick. Bushini, you got to be better, but you, I mean, swing through the ball. You're you're not a true freshman coming in here in a in a terrible spot, taking over. You know, after a tragedy like like 
Lightborn, like you was. said. Yeah. Dude, you've been doing this a while. You got to be better. It was and, terrible. Uh, what, do you guys, what do you guys think the difference was between where he came from? Because he was... Mon- Montana, right? He was yeah. highly touted, and he was, he was very successful in Montana. Maybe the footballs in uh, D1 are just a little bit... A little bit wider. <laughs> I really don't know. I, I, don't know. I think. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like, like all specialists. They're it's between the ears. That's my yeah. only thought is just the environment. Yeah. I mean, look at Tristan Alvano this week. I mean, he did come up clutch when we needed him. He did. Yeah. But, but you know, look back at it. That kick that he missed in earlier in the half, like it wasn't even close. Yeah. I mean, as soon as I, as soon as that ball left his foot, I'm like, like that's bad. Really? So that's bad. I have said. Four years. That distance, 40-plus from the left hash, is a death sentence for kickers. Well, yes, I would hope. I mean, he's young. I would hope he could hit that. That's still a very tough kick to make for a lot of guys. Right. It is. I mean, 42 yards, I get it. I know. But You're like, on the road. My thing is, like, okay, it's a tough kick to make, but, like, it wasn't close. It, it's, like, it, my thing is, like, it would be different if it was, like, oh, you doinked off the upright, whatever. No, yeah. when you miss it by... A mile? Like, I don't know, I don't know the best way to <laughs> yeah. put it. You miss it that bad, it's like, come on, man. Like, I'm, we haven't seen him kick on the road, really. I yeah. mean, he had that Illinois. He had a, a couple short ones at Illinois, but, like, yeah, that was, like, his first opportunity in a while to actually kick a ball on the road, and he failed. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for special teams. It's like, I don't know shit about kicking, punting, kicking field goals. I don't know anything about it, but... As a fan, like if you send your kicker out there and you're like, oh boy, like I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get it. I don't know if these three points are ours. That's like, that's a problem. If I don't yeah. have, as a fan just watching and I feel uncomfortable about the kicking team going out there, it's like, it does it's not great. Like this might contradict, because what you're saying, I, I feel the same way. I feel like they don't want to use Tristan, but at the same time, when the, when the game was late in the fourth quarter, they were playing for a field goal. Yeah. But at the same time, you're right. I do get that feeling that they're just kind of like ambivalent. And it's like, hey, Alvano kicked a 50 G's yarder earlier this year. It's yeah. Like, I don't know. I think he's capable, but... Uh, but it was at he, home. Yeah. I mean, he, you know? he, he made the, the clutch field goal to go to overtime. I mean, look. Uh, yeah. For being a true freshman kicker, I'm like, okay... I, I'm not looking at Tristan Alvano going. He's the problem. I think. No, no, I think. No. I think going forward, he's going to be okay. Yeah, but I, you're right. I get that feeling too that they just are hesitant to use him. And so, if I'm feeling like that on my couch, right, it has to be on the sidelines. Do They're you, like, oh shit. Do you guys think <laughs> oh, that kick in the future again, like from a distance like 45 plus? Do you think we'll see Nebraska potentially just start taking delay of games and punting? If we, can't, uh, if we can't rely on those longer kicks. Well, it, no. depends, it depends on who no, you can trust you, more. You would probably That's just fair. go for it. Yeah. It, like the analytics with all the, and, and Rule kind of talked about it today in his press conference, is playing the analytics. And, and it's funny because our, our friend Mitch, Mitch Sherman, who's been on our podcast before, he asked the question in like a broad way. He was like, hey, Matt, is there like any sort of strategy that you take when it comes to clock management um, in games and stuff like that? And Matt Rule just straight like, called about he's like no let's just like address that particular moment because that's what i know i know what you're getting at Mm, and matt matt's always been a straight shooter and he went through and just said like these moments in the season when the analytics said this i went the other way and it benefited us when the analytics said this i went the other way and it benefited us he's like that one in that situation the analytics said to do this and i listened to it and then it didn't work so like 
apparently we have analytics up there, just like the NFL. Like we have guys, like we have somebody up in the box that's like, hey, analytics say to go for it or analytics say to do this. Yeah. So I think that would play into like your sophomore next year, your sophomore kicker's kicking a 42 yarder into the wind or it's fourth and four. You know, you're on your 30 some yard line. Just go for it. I, I think that's, that's going to play into it more than whatever else. Yeah. Because that, just because of what Matt Rule said today. Not and, like a shaking of faith in Alvon. No, I just, I think there, people, and it used to only be baseball, but now analytics are getting into every sport. Yep. And people are playing percentages. And you know what? They work sometimes. And sometimes sports will make rules against analytics, like baseball. Yeah, it's like shifts and everything else. When it comes to the decision making as to are you playing to go for it? Are you playing to kick a field goal? Like this is this is not the blackjack handbook that tells Mm -hmm. you, hey, I should hit on 16 when she's got a 10 showing like this is not the this is not that. This is more of him looking at and he said this in his press conference. He goes, it's looking at what you have for your team. Yeah. So if you don't think that your team can go in a minute from the 50-yard line and go score a touchdown against his defense, especially after last week he decided to go for it just like that. Yep. And, and it, totally, it totally backfired, and he got absolutely roasted for it. You ha- that, seeps into, that seeps into the decision-making, yeah. 100%. And I've seen people say, this is not the same situation. No, 100% l- is. Listen. Same thing. It was, I disagree. Listen. Well, I, okay, so here's the deal. The guy made a decision. It here's the one of two options, right? Do you go to play to win or do you go play it safe? To close over time that, and still potentially win. That is the ultimate decision that you're making. Yeah. Last week he went to go play to win. It failed. This week he played to play it safe. Who knows what happens after that? But it was successful in that decision. Yeah. I mean, we did get to overtime. He he said in the press conference he wanted his defense to have an opportunity. And they did. They got an opportunity and they blew it. It's I, just, I just, Nebraska doesn't overtime. I mean, everybody's seen I mean, the graphs of, you know, over the last however many, I it's think, 24 overtime. It's games. crazy. Yeah. It's, Nebraska is a statistical freaking anomaly in everything. And it's just, as, as for the, the Maryland versus Wisconsin thing, I just, like, which one is it? Versus Maryland, it's, we're trying to win the game. We're being aggressive. Yeah. But versus Wisconsin, it's, we got to be conservative. Which one are you trying to be? Like, are you, try, are you trying to, like, I got a lot of crap last week for being the keep it conservative guy because of this team. It's like, no, they're playing to win. They're being aggressive. This is the kind of team he wants. Okay, fine. So then play to win versus Wisconsin too? Like, be consistent in your, in your philosophy if this is the team that you're trying to be going forward. That's... That's all. If you're going to be that aggressive, go for it team, then do it. And not just that, you had three timeouts left. Yeah. I wasn't, dude, in the moment, like I, I did a TikTok thing and I looked, I looked back at my live just to see what my reaction was. I was screaming at the camera, almost crying. Ty, there's, you got three left. Yeah. I, I would be lying if I, if I said I, that I was not screaming timeout, timeout, timeout. 100%. But my thing is like the Nebraska way that what should have happened was like, he does all that, he mismanages the clock, and then we miss the field goal. Like, that would be the Nebraska thing. This time, the true freshman kicker does hit the field goal. He does make it. We do go to overtime. But, like, we're we're talking about special teams, and there's a moment that was bigger than that that people, like, are kind of glossing over. Do it. The block punt attempt at the end of the game. We set up Ed Foley, 
was doing his fucking job. Did exactly what he wanted to do. Had knew he had the right the right amount of guys on the certain side. He was gonna have a runner at the punter. Kobe Bretz goes in and has a nobody near him opportunity to block the punt and just lets up and doesn't even go for the ball. He put his like arms behind his back. Yes, like avoided trying to block the ball in a punt block situation. To me, like. We're talking about special teams and game-changing moments. Like, if you block that punt, you're probably going to win the football game. Yes. Like, we, there, there's just, it's a ripple effect. It's a momentum. It's everything. In, in these games where everything is so freaking close, where your margin of error is so small, you have to make plays like that. That's, that's a missed play. Javin Wright, a just Missed tackle. a whiff, a whiffed sack that could have been a game changer. This is this is a play that Iowa makes when it counts. They just they just make the play. Like those are winning plays that you just had. You had the opportunity it was right there. You have to do it. the 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 call was correct. You just couldn't make the play because I mean, do we say because they're not winners? Well, I guess, but it's just it's right there. You just got to go do it. Yeah. Yeah, that also can kind of, if we want to start getting into the defense a little bit, there were, what, two or three sacks that yes. should have happened that were completely missed. Tanner Mordecai is Lamar Jackson. That's what it looked apparently. like. Oh. Apparently. Yes, I know that's hyperbole, but it's just like, well, I, I that, think- was, that was the key to their whole game was Tanner Mordecai's legs, man. There, there was like five clutch runs that he had that converted on like third downs. Crazy. Well, and there was uh, what should have been a sack that I know Mike immediately, like within seconds, was texting about what I think. In overtime? Yeah, in overtime. Yeah, what, I what should have been what's called tripping? a tripping call. What's tripping? So The I, definition of I tripping. I a lot of arguments about, you know, it has to be intentional. He got knocked over. His legs were already going not up. A, like not that. a fucking chance. I don't, that was 100% I don't intentional. I buy that, and obviously that leads to a Wisconsin touchdown. Well, and um, it, the thing is, is, okay, I understand, yes, it ended up in a touchdown, but it was still third and long, and they still didn't get up the field. But that particular play, I think tripping, I think, is actually a loss of down as well. Yes. So Because I, I had to do some research on it. I'm pretty sure it's a loss of down. That's 15 yards. They wouldn't have been in field 20, goal range. 25. They, they, been, they wouldn't have been in field goal range. Which, again, that was, could have led to a Nebraska win. 100%. Like, well, like that, that particular yeah. play, it would have been fourth down in a quarter mile. Not saying they don't, you know, they don't get it or whatever, but it's just one of those things. Then you, get, then you get the ball back, and the game's tied, and you're putting your offense in a position to just get in field goal range again. Those particular calls, we just don't ever get those calls. And I'm not saying don't leave it up to the refs because they obviously never, ever side with Nebraska, even though the last two weeks we only had you know one penalty going into that game. But it's one of those right. things It's like when it matters, those it has to be called. It, it does. But don't also don't give a third and eight after that play. And like, okay, so <clears throat> I think a, a lot of people are forgetting. Um, so it's 14-0. Nebraska gets a stop. And they get the ball back. And they are, I think, on their own, like, 10. And they they pass three times in a row. Luckily, on that third down, mm-hmm. Wisconsin does yeah. a stupid, stupid roughing the passer penalty. Yep. Whole new set of downs. So, I mean, and again, you're up 14-0. That extends your drive. You were going to go three and out. Mm-hmm. But that roughing the passer penalty extended your drive. 
And ultimately, that led to the fourth and one they didn't convert on. So, like, again, you want to bring up refs, but it's like they wanted to extend your drive when you were up 14-zip. And you could have broke their will. Yeah. But what do you know? You can't make a play when yeah. it counts. And so, yes. Fourth and so, one. yes. Was it tripping? Yes. Absolutely. The Braylon Allen's legs, they were dangling. He was and they, down, oh, yeah. And then he put his legs up. There's no doubt. But I'm just saying... Your driveway was extended for that from that stupid roughing penalty, and he couldn't take advantage. Couldn't do it. Yeah, you can't give up seventeen unanswered in a in a football game, and expect to win the game. When like, you do get the calls, you have to capitalize. Yeah. If you if you don't capitalize on the calls you get, who are we to sit here and complain about? Well, we didn't get this call. When we do get them, we're not doing anything. My thing is, like I said, it, it came back to a third and eight. After that, that should have been tripping call. It was third and eight. It's not like it was third and two. It's third and eight, right? And he still goes and makes a play. He the yeah he he runs for like seven yards and then they convert on the fourth on and the board. fourth down. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know the defense again. Again, it's not like they played terribly. They didn't, they didn't but give up again, that much points. It's just the, those missed tackles that they had. They were very timely when you could have got off the field. They just that's what this defense is going to be known for is being stout. For like, let's just say they're on the field for nine drives. They're stout for like seven and a half. But it's those one and a half drives where things just don't, you just can't make the play when you need it the absolute most. Yeah. So yeah, great defense. I'm not blaming Tony White for anything. You know who I'm blaming? Clutch moments. I'm blaming Jared Hall. Please. Because earlier, a few weeks ago. If I'm the problem. (laughs) A few weeks ago, you were like, Braylon Allen just doesn't look that good. He run. He runs like a freaking. Eh. You yeah. said soft or something. I think I probably said. Soft. Yeah, and guess what? Braylon Allen ran like a grown ass man again. I, well, I don't yes. think the defense looked bad, but we certainly did not look like a top three. Rush we defense. didn't look like ourselves. We so, did not look like. A so top here's three. the thing. Here's the thing, right? Braylon Allen, twenty two carries, two point eight yards per carry. So yeah. you look at that and you're like, oh, Nebraska did their job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, it's just when you. It's the eye test. But what did Tanner Mordecai do? Yeah, <laughs> you know that, was my, like, that was my question. Yeah. And if, if you saw some of those holes that were opening up, I remember saying on, on the stream, and I probably shouldn't have, I'm like, those holes look like beef curtains. <laughs> Jesus. Some of those holes were, was like Braylon Allen was a hot dog down a hallway. Yeah. Those holes were opening up. Well, you know, them. Wisconsin, what they did is they, they really like put their foot down when it was time to put their foot down. Yeah. We were up 14 nothing. we come out throwing the ball three times. Tiptoe through the two. Not, yeah, we did. Not Wisconsin. Wisconsin was like, all right, well, it's uh, getting getting time to be uh, packing up here, so we're just going to start running it down the middle over and over and over and over again, and it started to wear them down. What did final time of possession look like on that game? Oh, man. You know. Because I, uh, we, we, I think it was like 31 to 29. 31. Yeah. did we? Yeah, we won. Yeah, we won time of possession. Thirty-one twenty-nine. That's three weeks in a row we've won time of possession, and we still lost the game. Okay, can we can we get on back to a a topic though that I want to I really want to have a good conversation about. We went around the table about it too last week. Yeah, Chubba Purdy, Chubba chubbed up. I was chubbed up. Let's just go around the table. What was your first impression of Chubba's first start of twenty twenty three? I mean, go ahead. Best. Best quarterback play of the year. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a low bar, but it is what it is. Yeah. And considering you're on the road and 
both teams are playing for a bowl. And, and you, you got know, freshman receivers and two linemen out and everything yeah, else. Listen, I'm on record as saying that Chubba Purdy is a below-average quarterback. I said it last week. And, like, he played very well. I still fall on the side of he's probably a below-average quarterback because the offense couldn't do anything after a 14-zip. But best quarterback performance of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it makes you think, of course, did this staff make a mistake like they did with Sims? They identified Sims as their starter. Did they make a mistake by misidentifying Chuba? Maybe, but yeah. Sorry, I kind of long-winded there. I'm just going to give it a letter grade. Yeah, that's fine. I, again, we talk about missing receivers, 3 alignment out for the year. I was, for what he had, relatively, relatively impressed with how Chubba played. I think that's like a low B minus, high C plus for me. I'm going to side more on the B minus side. I think that I felt very highly about Heinrich Harburg when he first came on the scene and he was balling out and then you get worn down by the season, you get injured, you start having turnovers. I felt pretty good about him too. One thing that I've, started to see with Chuba on Saturday was last year, if you recall, one of the things that we talked about was how fast he just ditches the pass mm-hmm. and he just tucks it and just goes. He's playground. Yeah. So the reason I believe we're up 14 to nothing is because both of those first two drives or those scoring playground. drives was playground. It was yeah. like, okay, yeah. So Wisconsin basically just after that, after those 14 points, they just set up a spy and then what happened? Got figured yeah. out. So, I don't know. I felt pretty good about Heinrich, too. That didn't work out. Uh, everyone feels very highly about Chubba right now. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Okay. Every, yeah. Mike, Mike loves Chubba. He's got a Chubb for Okay. Chubba. I'm not going to say that. Connor did say that in the text. But my thing is, I, I did. I seriously think Chubba created a conversation after that game. I think Chubba played well enough to win the game, especially given the circumstances. Think about the special, the, given the, se- the special teams, the defense, everything else that just did not, nothing was in sync ever, ever, that entire game. Chuba managed the game very well, made plays when he needed to. And, and to me, don't forget. What? Zero turnovers. Yeah. Zero he turnovers. He threw an interception. Nope. Zero turnovers. Yes. Yeah. Well, he had the interception at the end of the no, game. No, that's what I was, no, yeah. I, nope. Does no, it, that, is, that, that does count. not count. That does not count. Him just chucking it up at the end of the game because it was fourth and a quarter mile. Yeah. Whatever. Chubba took care of the ball. He managed the offense well. He made freaking plays. The guy like had a gear that I did not expect. Like I, I, I knew he was a good athlete, and and we talked about him you know, being a top ten dual quarterback coming out of high school and everything else, being the best quarterback in the state of Arizona, like all that stuff. He looked the part Saturday. Like on that one fifty five yard run, like whole he oh. that next gear when oh. he hit. There was guys here. I thought his groin was hurt and. He just what? turned on the Jets and just yeah. ran right by them. It was incredible. They was all over ESPN. Like, this is Brock Purdy's brother. Like, yeah. People were tweeting crazy stuff all about it. Yeah. With that being said, it's like, Chuba has an opportunity here on Friday. And we'll get into the Iowa game. Right. But in my opinion, if Chuba plays like he did Saturday, Chuba will be the starting quarterback next year. Ooh. And the reason I say that is, this staff... We've said it. They, they like to develop guys. 
Chubba Purdy, we saw him last year, and, and we've defended him playing against tough defenses, et cetera, being in that style offense at Whipple and everything else like that. Mm. We, and we saw him in the spring game this, this year, and we were like, nah. Yeah, nah. nah. <laughs> Chubba, no. he, he got better. And people want Satterfield's head as the quarterback coach and the play caller and all that stuff. Say what you want about Sat. But Chubba Purdy, he progressed, and he got better this year. And, and he it showed on Saturday. He played really, really well. There's and no doubt. No doubt. I just, I just want to caution people. I'm not even chugging, saying you. I'm not chugging Kool-Aid. None of that. I'm just saying Chubba right. has a very interesting opportunity because if he takes Nebraska to a bowl game, gets that extra bowl prep, all those extra practices as quarterback one, has an offseason to, to build refine, momentum yeah. and refine – Maybe work on his delivery a little bit. It's a little slow, but I'm just telling you, like it's he's got the tools to do the job, and he's obviously he's coachable because he he did get better. Okay, so just two things real quick. I know you want to say something, no. just real quick. Um, like I was not just for you. I'm just saying for the people out there. Just small sample size for Chuba. Just just relax on the Chuba. Yeah, I'm just saying for two. You know, I'm on. I've been saying that they need to get one or two transfer quarterbacks. That being said, I saw how the Jeff Sims experiment went, and I'm kind of like, do I want Satterfield and Rule to get another transfer quarterback? Do I trust them to find someone in the portal that they want? I'm a little skeptical. So, like, I'm kind of conflicted here. Like, I still want them to get someone out of the the portal, but of course there's going to be someone flawed, just like Chubba is. So you might be on to something. I just I think if he performs well against Iowa, who has a one of the best defense, one of the best defenses in the country, right. one of the best coach teams in the country, and if Chuba can go in and beat Iowa and take this team to a bowl game somewhere they haven't been since 2016, I just I feel like Chuba will be the guy moving forward. It, it would He's be young to enough argue. to build around. Right. He gets a year of eligibility. I'm pretty sure because he didn't play in four games this year. So I don't. I'm pretty sure this is his redshirt year if he hasn't already had one. Colorado, Maryland, this one. I think that's it. Yeah. I think. So I don't know. I don't know if he's used a redshirt in his past. I haven't looked at all of his, his years of eligibility. But the thing is, is he's young. He's exactly what Matt Rule was talking about. When he was talking about Heinrich, and we're like, oh, my God, he's building Heinrich for not this year, but years to come. Maybe it's Chuba. Maybe it is because... P.J. Walker led college football and, and turnovers and all that stuff, and he built him up, and now P.J. Walker's playing in the NFL. Maybe that's Chubba. I don't know if it is or not, but I, I think if the Purdy family, they're pretty good at the whole underdog story and, and <laughs> right. finding ways to grit and just, just capitalize when, when their opportunity comes. Maybe this is Chubba's time. And someone's asking about the freshman coming in. Oh, Kay- Danny Kalen? Danny Kalen is a- not going to be ready to play. No. He's got a red shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe a red shirt and then a gray shirt and then a blue shirt. And then maybe he'll be ready to go. It is one of those things. Ah. I, I throw this word around a lot. Danny Kalen has potential. Yeah. Danny Kalen might be a diamond in the rough. He is But he raw. is not a diamond yet. Well, and he's, he is it's not, not like ready to go in the D1. Highly touted. Like, yeah. It's not like every team's lining up at the door to go get Danny Kalen as their quarterback. And, and again, no. he, he could end up being a great D1 quarterback, but he's not there yet. Chubba Purdy? not there. I mean, he was on the Florida State roster that right now they're number four in the country. Right? Yeah. So They saw something in him. They saw something in him. Right. So Mark Whipple did. Mark Whipple banged the table for him. Yeah. 
I remember sitting around this table last year talking about like why the hell is Whipple so high on Chaba? And again, we haven't seen anything from Chaba that's like, oh my God, we're going to a natty. Uh, but there's clearly something there. I mean, he there's, makes elementary throws. The things that we've lacked all season, just the elementary side, the, the swing pass that we hated so much under the previous regime, he executed that flawlessly all like that entire game. Mm. Billy Kemp caught the ball, got yards, whatever. Yeah. Elementary throws across the middle. Got it. He did look good. That throw the ball. to Jalen Lloyd. Holy hell. What, and then Jalen goes and make, it just balls the fuck Breaks out. a tackle. Yeah. What I really appreciated was not seeing swing passes drop four yards short. Like yeah. those are throws you yeah, have to like make. Elementary throws. He made, he made them and he, and they looked good. Um, you guys want to take a quick break and then uh, we'll talk about freaking Iowa. Yeah. Freaking Iowa. Yeah. I remember Sunken that time we beat Iowa. Iowa. Oh. We still have bragging rights. <laughs> I mean, the leave the sound controls too. to Kyle. <laughs> hey. We have bragging rights for another four days. Yes. Fuck Iola. Yes. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yeah. Did you know one in three young people will grow up without a mentor? Founded in 1991 by Dr. Tom and Nancy Osborne, the Teammates Mentoring Program's mission is to positively impact the world by inspiring students to reach their full potential through mentoring. Mentors and mentees meet in school during the day for about 30 minutes once a week to play board games, work on crafts, or just talk. Any kid as young as third grade all the way through college can be in teammates. You don't have to be an expert to mentor a student. You just have to be there. 94% of mentees say they're proud to be in teammates, and 91% of mentors say they leave their mentoring time in a better mood than when they arrived. Go to teammates.org to become a mentor today. Short-term rental hosts, are you tired of spending your precious time doing laundry, restocking supplies, and cleaning up after guests? Look no further than B&B Maids of Omaha, your local heroes for short-term rental cleaning. Their team of skilled professionals is dedicated to turning over your short-term rental, making it spotless for your next guests, and ensuring an inviting and welcoming space. Whether you're a busy Airbnb host or managing multiple properties, B&B Maids of Omaha is here to make your life easier and your guest stays unforgettable. They pride themselves on reliability, trustworthiness, and attention to detail. B&B Maids of Omaha is your key to more bookings and five-star reviews. Ready to regain your time and boost your rental success? Visit bnbmaidsofomaha.com today to learn more and get started. We have a saying, no block, no rock. There it is. Thanks, there Troy. All right, Kyle. So you have a novel in front of you. If you, like, I don't know if you're going to read the whole thing or just like no. encapsulate hey, it. it. It's our boy, Nick. All right, Nick. Yep. Nick. Okay. So we read your uh, question. We, it, it does make sense. We, I, I understand it. Um, so he is kind of just asking like, has there been like a shift in, the amount of like little boys in this state that are looking at Nebraska football over the years. Um, and like, do they want, do they grow up wanting to play Nebraska football? Yeah. Do like, they like that? Like, like we did when we were kids. Right. We're like, God, it'd be awesome. Wearing little jerseys, throwing footballs around. 100%. Yeah. And, and so he kind of asked like, has that shifted? And are we kind of like moving in that direction now? Can I take a stab at it right away? Yeah. Stab it. Okay. So I would say in the last 10 years, the amount of 
kids that you see walking around just we'll just talk about the omaha metro in general mm. wearing oregon stuff in texas and kansas and all these other schools you see that stuff i would say that we were in a really bad spot when it came to that i would but with matt rule now he is taking an approach to involve the the future generations to find that future husker and i i do think that if we could find a way to make a bowl game and make Nebraska feel relevant, I, I think it's going to it's going to get better and better for the youth to do that. Yeah, like obviously us sitting at the table. If you guys ever have offspring, they're they're going to be Husker fans. That's just that's it is what it is. Yeah, you know. But like, well, at a sheer force. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 But but will they actually care? But like the typical fair. Husker fan that isn't. Bleeding red and doing podcasts and and just living and breathing in it every single day, mm. like they they probably won't care if their kid is wearing burnt orange and doing stupid shit. But that that's my thing. I, I think that Matt Rule has us in the best position we've been in in the last ten years when it comes to making the future generations want to wear that end again. Yeah, you're already kind of seeing it now. Uh, you know, you've got the three players from Bellevue West that yes, are going to play exactly. for Nebraska. Yeah. You've got... Um, Making it cool to come to Nebraska. Yeah, you've got you've got Damon Benning's son, Caleb Benning. He just committed to Nebraska. He had plenty of other offers he could have gone to. Um, and I think this kind of ropes into something that um, Anna B with uh, her at sports, she kind of put something together for the volleyball team. She went around at a match and she asked little girls like, Hey, who's your favorite, um, you know, volleyball player. And all of them right out of the gate had a name that they wanted to talk about. A lot of it was Lexi Rodriguez, you know, like the, the, sure. the big time names at Nebraska volleyball, which they all kind of are. Um, but then at the end of the video, she asked them like, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And all of them said, I want to be a Nebraska volleyball player. You see that, I think, because of the the huge success that Nebraska volleyball has been over the last decade, right? And even beyond that. So if Matt Rule can start moving forward and he can start making this program successful and winning a decent amount, it's only going to help that. Yes, we haven't had it since Bo. Yeah, we really so haven't. One thing that I think is very interesting with this question about young kids and their, you know, love for programs. Again, Kyle, like you just said, it's very easy for people in Nebraska to just fall in love with Nebraska volleyball because of their success. Yeah. And this is something that I, it might be the first time I've admitted this on the podcast. Uh-oh. When I was in fifth grade, I believe it was 2006. I was a, uh, I would have been 05 actually. I was a diehard USC fan because Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush, how could you not? Um, uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I loved USC for like two years. And as I, I got older, I, I began to kind of come back home. Oh, so yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you guys know this. I'm now on a Nebraska like sports podcast. Uh, it's pretty it explains cool. Explains everything. The guys yeah. are right, but there's this ginger <laughs> on there. That's uh, Duke basketball, uh, USC uh, football. Duke basketball. I'll never get rid of, but no, um, oh it, it was one of those things that I think, you know, as people get older, you kind of, come back home, like I said, uh, for better or for worse. Like, I got to see, like, I was a Husker fan all the way through the Pelini area. Um, and then, you know, the last however long of pain. It's been a long <laughs> time. Yeah. 10 but, years. Yeah, I, like, gauging it based on, you know, kids' fandoms. Where Nebraska's at right now, you're not going to get that right away. But yeah. I, I think as Matt Rule's culture kind of develops, you'll start to see that creep in a little bit more. Yeah. And I think just when you think of... Omaha as a whole, I think Omaha is so much different than the rest of the state. Like you have mm-hmm. people who 
aren't native Nebraskans that live in Omaha. And there's a lot of like transplants that live in Omaha that aren't, that aren't diehard bleed red Huskers. Whereas you go a little bit further West and like, no one's going to move to Lexington, Nebraska from California or something. Right. You know what I mean? There's like Omaha is so much more different than the rest of the state. And like, you're still going to see your, like your tweets where, I'm a preferred walk-on. I'm going, I'm staying home in Nebraska. And the dude's from, you know, North Platte or whatever. So, like, you, you're always going to have the uh, the people that want to, the players that want to stay home and, and play for the N. That's always been a thing. And I think Omaha is just so much more different than the rest of the state. But, yeah, I mean, with with rule and company traveling around, going to high schools, of course you're going to see more uh, more passion, I hope, for Nebraska football. You just yep. got to win. Yep. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Okay. Should we, should we get into Iowa? Yes. Iowa. So first off, remember that time we beat Iowa? <laughs> Might be the last time we get to say that. So. Adam, I hope you're on here for this segment. Yes. So you know, for the, the TikTok listeners, since we aren't live on Facebook, we, we do have uh, so like three people riding out with us on YouTube. Shout out Paul. Shout out Snozberry. Um but it's one of those things we have a few days left to say that we beat Iowa. <laughs> and, and screw them. Yes, and fuck Iowa. And here's the thing, right? After the Cooper DeGene injury, I saw a lot of people on Twitter mm, my God. saying... Oh, my gosh. And this was, these were Iowa fans, right? Iowa fans going, what other team goes through the same injuries yeah. as Iowa does? Shut they up. They are so... Un- I'm like, they are so even lucky. with the injuries, <laughs> even with their offense, having 50 yards of total offense, you win still win. You're the luckiest program in history. Mm-hmm. Shut up. For years. 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 This is not just a one-year thing. Oh, nine and two. No. This has been going on for a long time. And as uh, Jesse... And my favorite show, Breaking Bad, said, You can't keep getting away with it! Hey, that was good. That, that was, was good. Nice. Oscar worthy. If I would have sure. closed my eyes, that would have been Aaron Paul, right? You can't yeah. keep getting away with it! It's beautiful. I'm sick of this! Yep. God! Uh, what other program goes through? Cry me a river. <laughs> Are they still averaging like 170 yards a game? Oh my God. And they have nine wins? It's incredible. It's not fair. It's bullshit. If anything... It's not fair. It's crazy. Gosh, okay. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. It's just the football gods. And I'm not even trying to take away credit. Like, they are resourceful as all hell. Oh, yeah. They make it work. Oh, yeah. I, I admire that. You know, they, they love the slop. They play in the slop. They love the slop. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the slop, too. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not an Iowa fan. So it sucks to see them play in the slop and win in the slop. And we can't. And my team hey, loses in the we, damn slop. Yeah, we still play in the slop. They play <laughs> sloppy. <laughs> but they can't pull out dubs. Okay. But Iowa does. We need to go around the table here. Uh, we had the, I had a conversation this morning, and I was already kind of thinking about this, and I think it would be fun. And I want to start with Kyle, and I'll work my way around. If Nebraska becomes bowl eligible and beats Iowa two years in a row, oh, if they beat Iowa, the Big Ten West champions... Do the fans have the right to storm, storm the, the field, field at Memorial Stadium? Oh, God. Kyle, we will start with you. Oh, no. 
Do they have the right to storm the field to make a bowl game for the first time <laughs> since 2016? Beat your rival, but you're a blue blood program. Do they have the right? I'm going to say I hope they don't. Well, okay. So if the question is, do they have the right? I'd say no. Okay. Where, where are we headed next? Is it me? Yeah, Connor. They have do the they right. have the right? They have the right. I, I understand that they will want to, but I am a firm believer. Call me old school if you want. You storm the field when you beat a top 10 team. Fuck, if we beat a ranked team. Hey, Iowa is Iowa ranked. Is gonna They're be- 16th. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. I don't know. No. No. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Not for six and six. No. Jared, do they have the right to meet at the 50-yard line <laughs> if you beat Iowa? Straight. PD Pablo taking the shirt off, spinning around your head like a helicopter. Listen, you only live once. After you die, there's nothing. So fucking storm the field. I don't care. Ooh. Do it. Honestly. Do it. Roles are reversed here. I seriously <laughs> thought you guys would have said yes, and he would have said no. I'm so glad I started here. Um, I Have fun. That's what I, I have fun. I'm at a point now where it's like, I, I had a, I did like, I did a list on my phone. I was texting Travis, my wife's cousin. Pro. You haven't made a bowl game. You're the only power, power five team that hasn't made a bowl game since 2016. Sad. Sad. Pro, you beat your, the Big Ten West champion. Pro, you beat Iowa, your rival, two years in a row. First time in Lincoln in a long, long time. Pro, Chubba Purdy probably has a good game. Pro, Iowa is a rival. Yes, pro. The only con that I kept coming back to was Nebraska is a blue blood. Act like a blue blood. And you know what I'm saying? Fuck that shit. Storm the field. I'll meet you there at the 50-yard line. That needs to happen. We need, we need excitement. We need those practices. And this fan base needs something to grab onto. So if, if it happens, I don't think it will. Let me, let me put it that way. I don't think it will happen. We'll get into predictions. Right. Don't worry. I don't think. I, no, I, I don't think. No, I'm not saying that we'll beat them. I was saying I don't think They'll our rush. fans will storm the field. I don't think they should. I don't think they will, but I think they should. But they should. should. They should. Have fun. Isn't Have it, fun. Isn't there a curse if you rush a field, if you beat or you don't beat a top 10 team? Isn't there some curse? It's no. Like you're guaranteed it's a, a loss. And, uh, They've the, been cursed without the... Yeah. Yeah, no, I get no, that. They, but Nebraska, it's just a guaranteed loss no. next game. And, and if anything, storming the field is going to reverse the damn curse. Yeah. That's I, the thing. Is that what I'm tearing down the, I don't I'll tear know. down the goalposts. I don't care. I just, I just come back to like the <laughs> national... Look, I don't care of the whole thing. No, I, I know, I know up. you don't. But I also see it's like a celebration of the fans that have been going through yes years the hardship. and years Dang. hardship. It would just be a giant celebration, like we're all still here. It's not Dodge Street, man. Suffering. It's Memorial Stadium. Yeah, I mean, I, I see both sides. I just well, if if all that's going to happen is you know Desmond Howard and Michael Wilbon go on their little shows and say, yeah. "Fuck you," I don't like Nebraska. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> going to a ball. Going to the going to Yankee Stadium, baby. Pinstripe. Don't ball. even care. Don't care. <laughs> okay. I had to get that out of the way. Do it. It's a, it's a fair question. Yes, Storm I, the field. Storm the freaking field. Do it. Drop in the chat on the TikTok, on the Facebook, tell us, on the Twitter. Hey, tell tell Mike and I how stupid we are Please for do. wanting to storm the field. Hey. And encouraging it. Jared is sitting next to me in the stadium, and we will be hanging out. At the 50-yard line, no. if that happens. Here's the thing. Not only should they storm the field, they should take 
South Stadium and just do everything they can. Destroy it. Just collapse that song bitch. Yeah. It would save <laughs> them a lot. Dude, of it's going down dynamite. anyway. It would save them a we lot of money. Need, if, we, if we beat a Hawkeye, we get to destroy a stadium. We'll just it's, beat listen, it. We, we will do the demolition. Yeah. For you. Free hammers if the Huskers win. Yeah. <laughs> they do have one more season in the South End Zone. You just have 90,000 people just <laughs> chiseling away. <laughs> okay. Brick by brick, baby. Brick by brick. If we die, we die. All right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. If we storm, we storm. Okay. So Nebraska is a one and a half point favorite, which, look, is, is just a fancy way of saying... They're playing at home, and it's a toss-up. It's a pick. That's all that yeah, means. It's a pick, it's a pick yeah. That's all it is. That's all that means. And uh, <sighs> I don't have a scoring prediction yet, but I looked on little stat rundown. Both teams are averaging 18 points a game. Iowa and Nebraska are both averaging 18 a game at, with a difference of like 18.7 versus 18.3 or something like that. Who's higher? We are. Good. Yeah. Iowa has the last ranked offense in the country. <laughs> and they are nine. They're going to. And it doesn't matter. They have yeah. nine wins. Nine. A Bo Pelini. They're having a Bo Pelini season. And I hope yeah. they end with nine wins. I do too. I would like <laughs> to. That would be great. Um, I think for me, I'm feeling. Gosh, I hate being. Pe- I really do hate being pessimistic. I do. Believe it or not. Connor Cavillac, what's your scoring prediction? Uh, Jumping to me right away. (laughs) That's right. All right, so I have one stat that jumps into my prediction. Okay. In red zone TD offense, Nebraska is ranked 120th. Iowa is ranked 126th. So inside the red (laughs) zone. So TDs. So nothing matters. (laughs) Inside the red zone, it ain't going to be good. And that tells me you're going to have to have some explosive plays. We haven't really seen a whole lot of that from Iowa. We've seen a couple. From Nebraska. Not a ton, but a couple. In red zone TD defense, Nebraska ranks third. Iowa ranks 11th. So again, inside that red zone, it's going to be very difficult. I think for me, this is going to come down to who gets the motor. More explosive plays inside the game. I do see that being Nebraska. I don't see it being a whole lot of them. To that point, I have this game as Nebraska 17, Iowa 10. 17 to 10. KB, do you I, have a... Does that, does that hit the under? Is it 26 and a half or 27 and a half? Shoot. I think it was like 26 and a half. 26, so it might yeah. be an over. Yeah. The, the, but Iowa in the last six games has hit the under five times. Yeah. Dude, Iowa is a sure bet to always hit the under. And it doesn't matter. They'll still win. <laughs> KB, do you have a score or are we going to Mike? He's got a score. Oh, yeah. Man. woo God, it's so terrible trying to guess the. I hate get. I hate this part of the show every week. <laughs> oh, because I'm never right. I just realized. <laughs> I really hope I hit because this was the game last year where I won the trophy. Yeah, yeah. Well, so wait, what's your second pick so that you can? Yeah, so you can win no, it again. Yeah. I only took a second pick because you guys made me. My we first pick was the correct you. one. We didn't. My make first pick you. was the correct one uh-huh. last year. Um, it's gonna be. 13 to 6, Nebraska. Oh, 13 to 6. Feeling wow. frisky, Kyle. 13 to 6. Is that a missed PAT or two field goals? Uh, It's two field goals. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Three safeties. So that's one touchdown and two field goals for Nebraska, just to yeah. clarify. Yep. Okay. What are you thinking? Mikey? Iowa's best player is out. 
Indeed. Their starting quarterback is out. Wait, Deacon Hill's out? No. Oh. No, Cooper DeGene. Their best player. Well, they said quarter. Well, no, also, oh, no, Caden McNamara. Caden McNamara. Well, he's, he's, he's not out. playing. I, he's I don't even playing. consider him a starter. Q- QB1 yeah, is he's not He's terrible. Playing. Okay. Their starting quarterback at the end of the year is out. I got you. Brian Ferentz doesn't have a job. Kurt Ferentz might not come back. All of these things being said, mm-hmm. their offense is terrible. The worst in the country. With all, all this, there will be a, a scoring explosion on Saturday or Friday, and it will be Iowa. They are going to win 24 to 6. Mm. They're going to beat so Nebraska twenty four to six. They're going. Nebraska is the ultimate slump buster for every team. It's true, but they're not on a slump. I don't care. Nebraska, Iowa is really bad at offense. They will have offense on on Friday. I just I, I'll call it now. They're going to be able to run the ball with no problem. They Damn. will. Their fat quarterback will make plays. <laughs> Husky quarterback. Their fat quarterback will make plays. <laughs> And Brian Ferentz will walk off, probably get another Gatorade bath. Oh, my God. And it's just going to be ridiculous. And then they'll get absolutely shit-stomped in the Big Ten Championship. But we are going to lose 24-6. to The absolute last thing that I want to see is, like, the Ferentz family just, like, releasing all of their frustration, like, after a game, after a win. Well, they did. They got the bath and everything. Dude, it's going to be on a different scale. It's going to be tears and... We did it! We did it! Could you believe it? Despite all the the injuries and the, the, the coaching... God, it's going to be so annoying. And that's going to be the story if they win. And I don't want to see that. It'll be so gut-wrenching. Even more gut-wrenching than the past 20 years of Nebraska football. That being said, I remember my first Husker game. It was a Nebraska victory over Penn State, 18 to 10, but it's going to be Iowa 18, Nebraska 10. Mm, somber. 18 to 10, yeah. Here's the thing. Six, you're talking about... 17 to 10. You're talking about big plays. I don't... I don't know. For me... I just, it's not even, it's not even about points. It's about plays. But here's the thing. Iowa makes the plays. Even if they're not like explosive, they just make winning plays. So it's just about plays, not points. And they just make them. They just do. They're going to block a point. It's annoying. They're going to block They're going to do something really guaranteed. Annoying. And it's, I can already see it. Oh my God. And I'm going with yep. you. You. Yeah. Hey, Thanks. on that note, Thanks. Uh, we did we did partner up with a uh, a party bus company, didn't we? No, oh, not yeah, a party yeah. bus company. So a friend of the show owns, uh, he owns all the River City businesses, River City Concrete, River City this, River City that. We'll just say it like that. Um, <laughs> a friend of the, of the show is going to take us down to Lincoln on a party bus, Ooh. and we are going to be doing a live show next to the stadium before the game. So if you are listening... And you're going down to Lincoln, or maybe you're not, maybe if you're not even going to the game, just come by the tailgate. He specifically used these words. I hope there's a hundred people here. Ooh. I went by that tailgate spot last week or two weeks ago, and later the cable guy was just chilling there. Like it's a it's <laughs> Dan, a real, Dan Whitney was chilling. Dan there. Whitney was just chilling there. Like it is it is dead. a very very good spot, right outside the North Stadium. You cannot miss it. There will be a giant party bus there. 
right outside the stadium. So that's where we will be. If you're interested, we will have Nebraska Brewing Company beer. They will, there will be food. There should be some entertainment, which is us yelling at each other, maybe changing our scoring predictions. Who knows? <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, the vibes are always high when we're tail we're doing a live tailgate, and then we're like, yeah, Nebraska's going to win. Nebraska's going to win. Ah, they're going to win the football game. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so the game's at 11. Game's at 11. We are, so we are leaving Gretna at 7.30. We should be in Lincoln around 8-ish and be set up around 8.30. That's, that's kind of the plan is to be set up by 8.30-ish. Go live around anytime between 8.30 and, and 9. Okay. And we hope the stream yard, like the service is good enough to run the stream yard. We're not guaranteeing anything as far as virtual goes. So the best way to hear it and be part of it is just to be there. So. Hell yeah. Like you said, you, he said he wanted 100 people there. Yeah. I disagree. I want 150. Yeah. Mm. No, I don't Show care. up. Show up. Yeah. It's free. Bring, bring a side if you want. Bring, bring your own beer. Bring some crazy shit, and we can just swap beer and try things. Bring your leftovers from Thanksgiving. Don't even care. Bring something. Show up. Heckle us. If you're an Iowa fan, shit, come on. We, we welcome you. Let's go. We Let's, welcome we, you. We have, we have bragging rights up until 11 a.m. on mm-hmm. Friday. Yeah. So and, come by and hear us talk crap on you. Yeah, and we still hate you, but you can, like, we're You're nice. welcome. You're we're welcome. Nice. When I went to Iowa City, I had somebody... Like knife my truck, yeah, you know, and spit in your face. It's cool and spit in my face. Yeah, it's all awesome. that won't happen in Lincoln. I can guarantee you that. Right, but yeah, you can come by our tailgate. We'll yeah. have beer and stuff. We hate your team, not you. We hate your team. We hate everything you're about, but we don't hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, real quick, one last prediction. Uh, the offense set up the belly G option all day on Saturday, so just watch for the belly G option this Friday. I hope so. I hope so. Who's gonna be? Is it gonna be Malachi or Jalen Lloyd on the receiving end? Jaden Doss. No, Jaden Doss ain't playing. Malachi. Is he, oh, is he at his four game? Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure he's at his four game limit. Oh. That's why you, didn't, you haven't seen him for the past it, couple weeks. Yeah, it'll probably be Lloyd. Lloyd? Yep. Back-to-back games of big plays. Big plays. Yeah, I just, yeah. Okay. I, I pray to God. There's nothing more than I hate. Mo- I don't hate anything more than Iowa football. I really don't. And their basketball fans are annoying too, but, but like. Can't you just see if they lose, they're going to say, well, they were checked out anyway. They already won the division. Yeah. They're like, oh, cool. We're, we're still Big Ten West. We're going to the championship. What are you guys doing? Still, still beat you. Hey, yeah. y- you know what I want? Boy. I want that trophy. Yeah, That's I what I want. Stay in here. I want it staying I want, here. I want somewhat sad Iowa fans, and I want a trophy. Yeah. I don't care about the Big Ten West right now. Yeah, you guys yeah, don't like need another win. You don't need <laughs> another win. We do. Yeah, we want another win. We need it. Let's prevent them from getting the double-digit wins. Yes. Iowa Hell hate yeah. week is in full swing. So I just want to remind you guys, you cannot do or use anything from the state of Iowa. That includes Hy-Vee, Casey's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else is an Iowa thing? Shit. Uh, toilet paper. You can't use toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> meth. <laughs> meth. Meth. No meth. No don't meth. use meth. Speaking of Breaking Bad. <laughs> even, if, even if it wasn't Iowa hate week, just don't use meth, guys. Yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing you take away from this podcast, don't use meth. Yeah. Can I at least use like the Iowa roads? I would like to oh, go home. Shoot. <laughs> That's right. No. Ah. No. You're sleeping in the brewery. I'm going to have to text the my most, girlfriend after the show ends. You're staying at the brewery, the largest brewery in the state of this fine state of Nebraska. That's Hell where yeah. you're staying all week. <laughs> okay. Well, did you did you do the plug for the, or did that count as the plug? Yeah. We're going we're gonna to record another one. Record yeah, another yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right, guys. Go to nbnrpodcast.com. We are 
at NBNR Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. Um, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, excuse me. So go there, give us a five-star review. Give us a listen. Listen to it on 1.5 speed. What are you pointing there? I can't oh, see it. I was just going to say, shout out to Corey for oh, donating yeah. the, uh, the badges. Oh, there. hey, Corey. Yeah, thank you, Corey. With a K. I like it. What yeah. did you donate? Donate I, some I, peanuts and corn. <laughs> I, I think, it, yeah, it's corn. Is it money? No, I, I, I Give us so. money. Yeah. Give me money. Corey sent us some corn. Cool. Appropriate. Pay oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> Give me coin cop. <laughs> All right, guys. What do you say we sign off? Oh, Let's Corey's, do it. Corey's donating more. Dang. Is that corn? I think that's corn. Corey. Yeah, Corey's donating oh my some God. more corn right now. Dude. What a guy. Times 30. What a guy. Oh, he's still going. I don't think we could sign up. We're not signing off No, yet. I'm not going to sign up. Oh, my God. In a row. Okay, sorry, guys. I know this is not good for the episode, but. Yeah. You can edit it to edit this out. Yeah. What, uh, what a, do you want me to do a jig? Like, Is this. If you start dancing, he might stop donating. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sign up. No, I'm I'm staying on here. He's still going. We can keep the TikTok He's at 85. We can keep the TikTok okay. rolling. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. And Connor Cavillac. As always. Beat Iowa. Iola. And GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Utter. He's a junkyard dog. <laughs> Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just... Well, you just did get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production.